Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, this coming Sunday uh, brings with it one of the sharpest and most remarkable twists in the life of the church and indeed the entirety of the Holy Scriptures. As Jesus enters into the holy city of Jerusalem, humble and mounted on the donkey, he does so to the praise and acclaim of a massive crowd, all crying out, waving palm branches in their hand, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. However, we know that these chants, this celebration, would not last. Because in only a few short days, on Friday, many of those who chanted Hosanna as he entered in the city gates would now be calling for a crucifixion. When you consider the whole Bible, palms held an even greater distinction at another ancient Jewish festival. And that is the one that we read about in our first lesson, the Feast of Tabernacles or Tents or booths, depending on your translation. During this festival, all Jewish men were required to celebrate uh, in person in the city of Jerusalem each year. They did so to remember how God provided for Israel during their 40 years in the wilderness. During this feast, they would come with leafy bows and palms, and they would live in tents uh, like their ancestors. It's similar to how some of us might have an annual tradition of going out each summer for a week into the wilderness with our tents to camp. In this way, the people of God in Jerusalem remembered how their God provided for the people in the wilderness. They never hungered, for he gave them meat and manna. They never thirsted, for he gave them water from the rock. But unlike Passover in the spring, the Feast of Tabernacles would occur in the fall, usually in late September or early October by our calendar, close to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And on this day, this festival, the high priest would take two goats. One of these goats would have the sins of all the people confessed over its head, and then it would be released, driven out into the wilderness to die as a scapegoat. The other goat also would die, but this goat was sacrificed before the altar. The high priest took the blood of the sacrifice and he entered into the most holy place of the temple in order to sprinkle it before the mercy seat of God. During Feast of Atonement and Tabernacle, the Israelites recalled their faithlessness and rebellion against their God. Furthermore, they knew that most of that first generation who exited Egypt would never enter the promised land. When Israel camped in Jerusalem each year, they not only remembered their past failures and their sinful behavior, but more than that, they remembered God's wonderful and generous provision for them despite their sin. Even in the desert, their sandals never wore out. They ate manna and meat, they had water each and every day. For these reasons and for these signs, Moses commanded them, you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palms and boughs of leafy trees and willows of brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord. 
You shall celebrate a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this Sunday, as we commence Holy Week, you come waving palm branches in your hands. You do so as more than a simple tradition. You do so remembering God's gracious provision and care for you in Christ Jesus, in the victory which he won for you on Calvary's cross. Yes, we know that as Holy Week begins, we will witness our Lord's humiliation, his servitude, his instituting the supper, his battling Satan in the Garden of Gethsemane in prayer, his betrayal by one of his own disciples, Judas Iscariot. We'll also witness the events of Good Friday, his suffering, his passion, his mockery, his humiliation, but in all of these things, as we see the Christ made low, we remember why it was he did so. He was made low for you, to give you an eternal victory. Therefore, in celebration and in thanksgiving, you wave your palms. As St. John shares in his vision of the revelation at the resurrection of the flesh, all the saints, together in one place, will hold palm branches in their hands, dressed in white robes, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and crying on that day, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That very same Lamb who was sacrificed for your sins and for mine. Even though there are times in this life when you may feel naked and alone, Remember that you, O baptized saints of the Lord, you are as brightly clothed as those saints in heaven who await the resurrection, precisely because you are baptized and because you are covered in Jesus' blood and righteousness. Remember in the Old Testament, all the way back in the book of Genesis, how Adam and Eve were so ashamed after they sinned and they realized for the first time that they were naked, that they were vulnerable. How they grabbed pitifully at fig leaves to cover their guilt and shame. When God found them in the garden and saw that this would not do, he covered them with animal skins and he forbore on his judgment. He did not lay the penalty of their sin at their feet, but instead he came up with a plan. In covering the sins of our great-grandparents in the garden, God laid the plan to his, to take his son and offer him as a sacrifice for their sins. He himself would bear the shame that they earned. Jesus was then stripped by Roman soldiers. He was mocked and beaten and humiliated for you. They placed a purple robe on him, crowning him with a crown of thorns, and after he was stripped again, his shame on display publicly as he hung naked from the cross so that you and I might never face that same nakedness and shame which come with the blood guilt of our sin. Remember then that today, you for whom Christ died, you are not naked, you are not given to shame, but you are victorious. That is why you are given that palm branch on Sunday morning as we commence Holy Week. 
Very soon, other leafy plants, flowers and lilies, they will all be cast around this sanctuary, adorning this altar. And dear friends, many of you who have such greenery in your homes, you know the calming effect this has. Such greenery symbolizes rest. It gives us beauty. It puts us at ease. It gives us peace and tranquility as we look upon the wonders and the splendors of all that God has given us. And in fact, for many of you, that is the very reason why you still sign up each and every year on the flower chart in the narthex to bring plants into the sanctuary to adorn the altar, to joyfully remember God's blessings to you. Friends, family, birthdays, baptisms, anniversaries, These palms and these greens, they symbolize life and strength, abundant life, a fitting image and celebration for the white robes of Christ's righteousness which were purchased for you on this most holy of weeks. In the Song of Solomon, we see again this image of the palm tree. It's referred to here as a symbol of strength, of vitality and abundance. In the hot Mediterranean climate, the shade of the palm would often offer relief from the direct heat of the sun at its highest. People would gather together and take shade under the branches of the palm. And so when Solomon built his grand temple, the house of the Lord for the people of Israel, carved into the walls and inlaid in the architecture was the image of, well, none other than the palm. Rest today and recline joyfully. Baptized and clothed in white through Christ's blood shed for you. For in this precious blood you have been washed, and by virtue of that same blood, you have been given free remission for your shameful sins. Take shelter in Christ who has covered you. Though for a time you and those you love might face hardship, disease, calamity, suffering, and death in spite of all the wages of our sin, Still the church waves her palms in joy. For her eternal victory has been won by Christ crucified who took the wages of sin upon himself to cover her guilt and shame. Dear friends, even if your life is turned drastically upside down by the blowing winds of a sin-filled world, remember always who it is that carries you to victory. For this victory is not of your own making. It is Christ crucified that is the reason that we hold palms. In his suffering and death, you are renewed, forgiven, made triumphant over sin, death, and the devil. Therefore, in all hardship, do not lose heart. For you ever and always belong to him. You are sheltered and covered under the shadow of his heavenly wings. That is his promise to you in your baptism. The reformer, Dr. Martin Luther, would often urge his pupils to daily remember the gifts that were theirs in baptism. As we remember our baptism during this Holy Week, we celebrate again Christ's victory, even as we observe his suffering and death. For in our suffering, we celebrate still. Still, we remain confident in the face of all trial for that victory which he won on the cross 
That victory is also our victory. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in the same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.